Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 93. Was you that brought me here, you and a few like you, into this land with no time for magic and no place for piskies and such folk. You've done me many a good turn, she said. Good and ill, said the squinting stranger. We're like the wind, we blows both ways. Essie nodded. Will you take my hand, Essie Tregowan? And he reached out a hand to her. Freckled it was, and although Essie's eyesight was going, she could see each orange hair on the back of his hand, glowing golden in the afternoon sunlight. She bit her lip. Then, hesitantly, she placed her blue-knotted hand in his. She was still warm when they found her, although the life had fled her body, and only half the peas were shelled. And that's our page. This page is the shortest page we have. It's also the first up-close and personal depiction we get of a character dying, and it's not going to be the last. We've only spent about, what, nine, I think, pages with Essie? Eight? Something like that. A very brief amount of time, but she's still one of my favorite characters in the novel. I remember the first time I read it, I really thought about the Coming to America chapters and how they really stand alone from the novel pretty well. You could remove this chapter or any of the upcoming chapters and have a pretty good short story collection if you just put them all together. There are themes, of course, that tie things together with the rest of the book, and there's overt references in the TV show that this Pisky is Mad Sweeney, although the the TV series makes it more clear that than Essie, which they renamed her in the show, what did they name her? Eh. But in the show, they renamed her and made her Irish. So it kind of throws a lot of good connections into the mix, but I think it also maybe would unnecessarily complicate things if this was the same in the book. It works well for the TV show because Laura has an expanded part, but the book, she's pretty much regulated to the background of the novel for most of it, although we'll meet her again soon. The Pisky on this page takes her hand and off she goes to the land of the dead. This means that I get to use the word psychopomp, one of my favorite $20 words, another word that I learned from Sandman, Clerican's Tale, also in, also in the World's End collection. Hmm. Interesting. Apparently I'm just going to be talking about the World's End collection almost as much as I'm going to be talking about American Gods. A psychopomp is a being that conducts the souls of the newly dead between the world of the living and the dead. The literal translation of the Greek word psychopompos means soul conductor, and these guys are seen throughout religion and mythology. We'll meet the Egyptian god Anubis at some point in the nearest near-ish future, and uh, you can also remember Chiron from the Greek myths. The Grim Reaper would also be considered a psychopomp for the most part, though perhaps not so much the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey Grim Reaper. And if you are younger than me and don't know Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, well, that's probably okay. I think I've mentioned it before, but it bears repeating that I thought I was... I was in the minority when it came to enjoying the Coming to America and Welcome to America and... Somewhere in America, whatever they're all called, chapters. And I, th I thought that was the case, but I could not find a lot of corroborating evidence for this. Usually if people dislike the book, they don't like how it kind of meanders through in the middle when we get to Lakeside, or they don't like... Uh, it, it, there's a lot of... 
there's a lot of healthy debate, at least, over what people like from the book. And a lot of it, I thought, included the Coming to America chapters. But maybe I'm remembering more discussions I had with friends than online reviews and such. I don't know. So, and I finally found the quote I was looking for. It was actually on the American Gods Season 1 DVD set where Neil is discussing the Coming to America sections of the show and how they came to be in the novels. And he said, Every now and then I'd get stuck. I just wouldn't know what would happen next. And I would have to stop and think about it. And what I would do at that point is I'd write one of the Coming to America sequences. So, you know, you don't write everything in a novel sequentially, but... As a kind of palate cleanser for for Shadow and Wednesday's adventures, Neil would turn to these chapters as a way to continue writing and to continue writing with some of the themes without overtly writing about Shadow and Wednesday. And like I said in this episode as well, that these these sections are good at still being able to make thematic connections or more, you know, it, it populates the world a bit more beyond just Shadow and Wednesday, because there was a time where there was going to be a sequel book, and there still could be. Those familiar with Neil's work, though, know that these sorts of deviations aren't particularly surprising. Sandman, especially, has 75 issues in the original run, and, I mean, approximately probably a third of them don't even contain Morpheus as the main character. And in A Game of You, I think he appears in two of the issues... And even then, he doesn't really appear for very long, except in the in the sort of... Well, yeah, I guess it's the climax. I was going to say the finale, but that's not true. But he doesn't appear a whole lot. And there's a few other stories, some of the best stories, in fact, where he doesn't really appear at all. So these sorts of asides aren't completely unknown in his works. But we're done with Essie's story, and that means we are done with the chapter. So we can talk more about it as we go forward. Yeah, we're done with chapter four. So Essie, love story, hate story, in-between story. I love the story. It makes me happy in so many ways, and I look forward to reading it every time the novel comes around to it. Anyhow, you can tell me what you think at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.